Yeah, and I would say to people that might be struggling with something is give them a chance. Yes. I mean, really lean in. And I've been through some things where I was struggling mm. hard. Like, it was really hard. And I just leaned in and he came. Yeah. You know, he was there with me in really subtle ways and in really... Um, amazing ways maybe after the fact like mm. he brings you through it mm -hmm. and you're surviving but then you know a year two three years down the road you're like thriving yeah and you're like i cannot believe that yeah. that you brought me through that mm -hmm. and here's where i am it's amazing yes. right you know yes. and i could no nothing in this world could have done that for yes. me only yes. he can You're listening to This Life We Live in the Body, a podcast about weight loss and the gospel. We talk about what the gospel teaches us about weight loss, but also about what weight loss teaches us about the gospel. I'm Becky Watson, and I'm really excited because I'm here with my sister, Katie. How are you today, Katie? Good. How are you, Beck? Good. And I, we have a guest, our very first podcast guest, not our, our regular uh, attender, and this is uh, Trish Torres. We attend church with her. How are you today, Trish? I'm great. Thank you. Good. We are Good. so excited to have Trish here. Yes, we're very excited. Uh, Trish is, uh, when I met Trish, I kind of learned very quickly she's going to be the coolest person I know. She's so cool. She is very cool. <laughs> she like, um, you're not very tall. May I say that? You're not very mm -hmm. tall, but you have a huge truck. Like a huge, pretty, white pickup truck. And then out pops Trish. And you had a little corgi puppy. Not puppy, but it was a dog puppy. And uh, I'm like, what is this person doing? This tiny little girl, woman, and her tiny little dog in this big truck. And so I asked you about it. And she's like, well, I needed something to pull my motorcycle. And I was like, oh, my word, you're what? You have a motorcycle? <laughs> Anyway, and then you find out more about her. More about her. Uh, you served in the uh, Air Force, right? Yes. Yes. That's correct. How For many years? Almost 25. 25. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. Which leads to the next cool part. She brought like a book of pictures and I was like looking through them. It was like North Korea. <laughs> Trish has been to North Korea. No. no, no. To South Korea. South Korea. Oh okay. My well, that's I kind have, of a big deal. <laughs> but it was See, in Poonmanjong, Poonmanjong, which is the... DMZ, uh -huh. demilitarized zone, there is an area where from South Korea, you can like walk over a line and you're standing in North Korea. But <laughs> It I counts. It okay, counts. It hundred percent counts. Okay. Okay. So, which was crazy. And she was showing pictures and I was like, um, uh, where's the coolest place you've been? And stuff. And we're talking and she's like, well, I went to Alaska. I'm like, oh, I've heard it's beautiful. And she's like, yeah, but when I was there, I was only there for a few hours and I never left the office. And then that's when I realized this next very cool part about Trish. She knows stuff. <laughs> she is not allowed to tell us. True. It's, true. it's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm a big Trish fan. I, yeah, I'm a big Trish fan. You guys are, go are for such a treat. <laughs> and we're so honored to have Trish listen to the podcast. And yes. so we, of course, wanted to have her yes. on. So, um, okay, to the task at hand. Sorry. We're going to have a separate podcast about, you know, like geopolitical, you know, geopolitical conflict and stuff like that. But um, this one is about weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Trish, would you be willing to just... Well, should we do yours or do you want to do hers first? Well, I wanted to okay, give her an opportunity okay. to share just um, any... Any part of your story that you want to, but what it what what is your relationship with weight loss? And then if you'd be willing or you're comfortable to share some statistics about like where you're at with your body and gospel and whatever you want to share. Sure. Okay. Well, first off, um, I'm five one and a quarter inch. <laughs> that I quarter like inch that. counts. It does count. <laughs> and. Uh, Yesterday, I didn't weigh today, but yesterday I weighed 132.7, which is near the maximum of what I've ever weighed. Okay. Um, and the maximum happened during this pandemic. Oh, yes. And For a lot of people, I'm yes. sure. And I am trying to get back to near my, what, my comfortable weight, mm -hmm. which is about 120. Okay. Okay. All right, so I, I have a ways to go. I 
have always kind of struggled with mm. my weight, not in a like super heavy weight, not big kind. fluctuations. No, but about ten pounds. Yeah, sure. Like easy yeah. for me to fluctuate ten pounds yeah. one way or the other, which I would rather not be like that. But that's how I am, and I've mm-hmm. been like I'm fifty two years old. Um, I. When I was in the military, I was very active, mm-hmm. run a bunch mm-hmm. of yeah. races, you know, yeah. half marathons and marathons. And now I cannot run because I've got some degenerative arthritis mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. But I still try to be um, active with walking yep. or yoga and I play golf. Um, mm-hmm. So I try to be active in that way. So, um, and I have to lean on Jesus to help me because. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been through a lot, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about in this podcast, but um, I do, I guess, struggle with image, mm-hmm. yep. which is crazy because I was, people from the outside would be like, you know, she's really confident. Yeah. 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 But I am not really confident, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Yeah. I, people see that part of me and... I think we're good at playing that. We can play, oh yeah, I'm confident. I don't need no help. Right. Independence, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a, I feel like I'm a very independent person, and I've struggled with being too independent. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know through the gospel that I need to be dependent on Jesus, and it's okay to be dependent on others, too. And I've struggled with that. Yeah, interesting. Just because of the way I was raised, Mm -hmm. and you know, just different life experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's, actually a good thing for people to understand that everyone no matter how they come off probably struggles with insecurity on the inside in one way or another yeah no you know i think that it's easy to look at everyone and think everyone else has it figured out or these people have it figured out and the truth is our problem is an internal heart issue and so none of us have it figured out except by Jesus, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, especially if you look at, you know, uh, movie stars or celebrities or someone on Instagram, especially if you don't know them very well, <laughs> right? You can assume that they are like really, you know. Put together. Put together, bulletproof, right? Like they never have days where they don't. And they probably have crippling insecurity, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why they put so much work into their mm-hmm. external facade. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I know that that is not a fun thing to admit, you know, but I think we all can admit it. Yeah, you know, right. you're yeah. not alone in that. Absolutely. Anything else you wanted to share on that? I didn't want to cut you off. but No, I guess just the, I mean, it is, I guess, a little bit surprising to me, and I don't know why, that I gained weight through the pandemic. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I'm i not exactly sure why. I think some of it was stress-related yeah. in terms of just like not knowing how to deal with the deluge of misinformation yeah. and, you know, family and friends yeah. that were caught in this cycle of... That's what I found most of, stressful is just... Um, finding new disagreements with people I didn't know I had disagreements with, you know, either either way, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just so, uh, yeah, like personally yeah. discomforting, you know? Yeah, it felt like the island I was on was getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah, and part of it was like I wanted to speak into it or, or be a part of helping them, but I realized I couldn't. Like, that wasn't my place mm-hmm. to pull them out of that misinformation loop that right. they were in. And it wasn't going to be healthy for me. And I just needed to just sit in the discomfort. Yeah. Yes. And it's hard to be in that place. Yeah. And I'm still there. Yeah. Right? I'm still in, like, I see things on social media or I hear them say things and I'm just like I just have to keep my mouth shut and I think also the actual like not seeing people face to face and only interacting um on social media is like the worst possible (laughs) way 
to handle all of the complexities, <laughs> like, like you know, when it comes to, like, conflict resolution, because there's a, or even, I just think there's an aspect of, like, when you see someone face-to-face and you recognize that you disagree with them, you will soften your speech because you love the person. Yeah, right. But if you're just typing into the void, right. you can't see those faces, mm-hmm. you can't think about how other people are seeing it. And so they're hurting you. Yeah. You know, I yeah. or you're hurting I mean I mean it's possible that we would hurt someone else. Yeah. Although yeah. I have and to say that I have made a covenant with myself not to <laughs> say do anything. anything online. Yeah. But here I am on a podcast. So maybe I am hurting someone. But I, the 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 key so like it just was a very I think it was so it's isolating. You know, it was just an isolating time, yeah. both physically and spiritually and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a desert. It was and it was so there were so many things to be um, stressed about or concerned about. Yeah. yeah. Also, though, isn't there some happy wedding wait in there? Like, when did you guys get married? At the end of 19? Yes. Yeah, so December of 19. Yes. Yeah, so that is part <laughs> of it. Happy wedding <laughs> wait in there. That, okay. Is that, that what you call it? Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Happy okay. wedding. Like, you know, you get married and you get, and you're happy. Yeah. And you uh, add yeah. some couple love pounds. Love yeah, pounds. Love pounds. Yeah. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm done with the love pounds. <laughs> Not done with the love, just the love no, pounds. No, no, and he's fine yeah. with it, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm all like, okay, yeah. there may be more to love, but... Mm. <laughs> A little too much to love. <laughs> well, that, I think that that pandemic part is really interesting, especially when we talk about our topic um, today. But before we do that, Katie, what are your stats today? Sure, yep. Um, uh, I'm 33. I am 5'6". Uh-huh. And uh, I was 131 today. I am 35, I'm five, five and a half, and this week I have a new low of 222.4, I think. Yeah, I think it was much more. And so that's really exciting, because I haven't had that low of a weight since before I had uh, my baby. Good for eight you. Months ago. So I feel very excited about yeah. that. Um, and so we're praising God for yes. all of our weights, yes, regardless yes. if they're higher or lower, yes. because we um, are here healthy yeah. enough to talk with each other. Yes. And God has put us on this day for a reason. Yes. So will you remind us of uh, the gospel today, Katie? Yes. So today I'm going to go um, uh, a very familiar story to us all from Luke 10, the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? So uh, just to do very fast uh Recap of that. Everyone knows this story, right? Everyone knows this story. Right? <laughs> so um, this uh, uh, rich young man comes to Jesus and he's like, hey, you know, what am I supposed to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus does what Jesus does by being uh, not not difficult, but difficult, you know? Yeah. So he's like starts asking questions and he like tells a weird story. So Jesus says to him, what is written in the raw? What is written in the law? Um, he replied. He replied. Have, how do you read it? And the man says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself." And Jesus says, "You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live." But the young man, he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, "So I'll play difficult with you, Jesus. Let me ask you a question." And he says, "Well, who is my neighbor?" And Je- I think he was playing difficult with Jesus, but I think also he was immediately convicted. Because he's like, well, I have done that as long as my neighbors are only the people I think. And if you're thinking, like he must, I think he must have anticipated that Jesus, or at least God had convicted him in his heart, that he was not treating everyone well. Like his neighbor. Yeah. 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 He's like, well, who is my neighbor? Like, (laughs) let's define We don't mean those people, right? So Yeah. Don't we do do this, I think, with food as we're going to get to, like. What is really a calorie? Yeah. You know, what is really a good food? Bad, yeah. You know, we yeah. do this all the time. We what always... is really overeating? Yeah. Yeah. Define <laughs> overeating. Um, and then, um, so in reply, Jesus tells him this story about a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by robbers, and they stripped him from his clothes, and they beat him, and they went away, leaving him half dead. And as the man's laying there, a priest goes by and down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side of the, um, on the path. And then a Levite came, and he too saw the man, and he passed by on the other side of the path. And then a Samaritan came as he traveled and went to see where he saw the man, took pity on him, and he sent him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to the inn to take care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Look after him, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And then Jesus says 
at the end of this little story. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the expert of the law said, the man who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So we know this story. We hear it in VBS. We hear it in Sunday school all the time. And I think often uh, we are applied, well, okay, we need to be that man on the donkey. We need to look out for others who are uh, struggling or whatever, whatever. And I think that that's true. But I heard this week, okay, what if, what if we look at it as Jesus is the good Samaritan and we are the man attacked by robbers? And thinking about that, and especially with that last line, okay, we'll get to the last line later. So, okay, let's go down this road. We are left half dead on the side, half dead. We are dead in our sins. We are in, we're in sorry shape. We're there, we're We lost it all. We've lost it all. We're dead, right? And then, you know, the priest comes by and passes us by, you know, and maybe, maybe that could be uh, us looking to uh, our own good works our to own good save works us. Or, you know, some religion. Some religion or some perfect diet or something like that, yeah. you know. And then, but it doesn't work, you know. And then the Levite comes by. And again, we're looking to something else, something to save me, save me, save me, which we do all the time. Save me. I'm, I'm stressed. Save me, social media. <laughs> you know how stupid. Save me, cheesecake. Save. <laughs> Yes, we have said that, you know, uh, and it passes by us, you know, and then the Samaritan comes, which, you know, we know from, from history, Drew, uh, Israelites and Samaritans do not mix, you know, they hated each other, they hated each other. And here Jesus is the Samaritan who is despised and rejected by his own people and should not, the Samaritan should not come to the, uh, Jewish man, Jewish man. And Jesus, son of God should not come down to a sinner, but he does. He picks us up he bandages our wounds mm-hmm. and he carries us to to the inn and this part i i got offline and john kelvin said it so it's i think it's probably okay but that the inn would be the role of the church right so we're in this uh this part of history where we're we already we're already saved but we're not yet our glorified persons and bodies right. so we we are what's true in the cosmic sense is that we are as righteous as Jesus is. We have Jesus's righteousness, right. but we still have our sin natures. Right. We're still living here on earth in a fallen world. So we're here in the inn where we're being healed from our wounds because of Jesus's work and Jesus's payment to bring us back to health. And then, and we're waiting for him to come back and, and bring us with him. Mm-hmm. So Jesus did it all. He picked up that man on the side of the road mm-hmm. and he healed him of his wounds. And, and we get it all. We get to be healthy. We get to live this life with Jesus. And all he the will Lord. come back, like the Samaritan back. said, and, you know, pay whatever it needs to be done. Right. Do the rest of the job, you know. Right. Um, and then at the at the very end of the story, you know, the, he asked them, who was this man's neighbor? And they said, the one who had mercy on him, which is an interesting word in the story, unless you apply it to Jesus. Right. But Jesus has mercy on us. Yeah. And, yeah. Really good. These are something, this is something that's really good news to us, right? Mm-hmm. It's not good advice. Mm-hmm. This story is not about what the Jewish man should have done, right? It's yeah. about what Jesus did, yeah. um, what the Samaritan did. Um, and it's, uh, so it's something God does for us, not that we do for God. And it's a change that comes from the inside out, not the outside in. You know, I was thinking on the way over here, wouldn't it be awesome if there was some sort of magical lotion or ointment that when you, if you didn't fit your jeans, you could just like rub it on your legs, rub it on your stomach, and it would like cause your body to become smaller. Like, wouldn't that be nice? You know, we would just like buy it up like oh, yeah. crazy. You oh, know, yeah. even if we had to, a, even if we didn't, <laughs> even if we had to apply it every day, we would do that, right? And, twice a day. <laughs> so if we did that, we would, if, if that were a thing, then we would not have to change anything about our hearts or our lives mm-hmm. or our habits. Mm-hmm. We would just, ha- except for adding the outside work every day. But it would be exhausting and expensive, right? And the truth is that the change of healthy weight loss comes from the inside out. You know, sometimes you'll see things like a little like thing on the internet. It's like, hey, do you have a part of your body you don't like? Like, like. Your like special exercises just for your love handles, or special yeah. exercises yeah. just for your thighs. You know, like melt it away with this thing. You just do it every day or whatever. 
And the truth is, like, you will tire yourself out doing that, and it will not work unless you have, you you could have great muscles, but if you're not going to burn the fat on top of them, you'll never see it, right? The change has to come from the inside out, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you will fit your genes, and you won't have to do anything on the outside, right? And that's how the gospel is, too. You can try really hard to look like you've got it all together. You can try really hard to do the things that look like you Mm -hmm. are um, a righteous person. Mm -hmm. But unless the change comes from the inside out, you're going to tire yourself out and you burn yourself out and it's just not going to work. I mean, I I say that as someone who did that. It's part of my story. I grew up in the church. I grew up wanting to be a righteous person and burnt myself out trying to do the things that I thought would make it look like I'm a righteous person. And then came to the end of myself realizing I'm burnt out and none of this is actually victory over sin. Mm -hmm. I don't really have self-control here. Mm -hmm. The things that I'm really struggling, this might, you know what, I don't, I'm not in jail. I'm not addicted to drugs. You know, I I have my hair combed. You know, I got the things that look good on the outside, but inside I was like dying. Like I had no, I had no uh, fulfillment and no satisfaction and just by the grace of God, recognized that I am doing this all wrong. Mm-hmm. And once I leaned upon Jesus, um, and he recognized that what was already true in heaven, that cosmic reality, that I am as righteous as Jesus is, already, I'm already justified. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have, that's how good the justification is. That, you know, Jesus really did it all. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says his burden is light. Yes. yes. Right? And it's so hard for us humans in this body, in this world, to wrap our minds around yeah. the, the burden. It really is light. Just yeah. let it go. Mm-hmm. And to experience that firsthand of letting go of all the things that I thought were important that weren't really. Mm-hmm. And then actually walking in actual righteousness and actual, like, when Jesus enabled me to have victory over sin through his power i recognize this is such a blessed way to live like this is such a one the i understood the burden is light. It's like yeah i feel more free more happy more satisfied than i ever have before and i'm actually living a more righteous life than i was before yes. and i was doing less you yes. know yes and i think the real key for me and i and i i don't know if this is unique to me if i'm a weirdo or whatever but i just need to be constantly reminded that the life of righteousness is a blessing not a punishment yes. right yep. when we look at dieting to be successful in my diet is a good blessed thing that i really want it's not all the things i can't eat you know yeah. to be to be um consistent in my exercise is a blessing given to me by God, not a punishment of, oh, I have to do it, right? Yeah. It's a but, And so I think that transformation has to be made in your thinking and in your beliefs. And that's why we've been doing this structure. Yeah. You know? And I was thinking also, there's a lot of different ways to do this. This is just the way we're doing it. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's other ways to think about it, but we've been using like a four- step structure when we uh, tackle different lies Mm -hmm. in our life Um, we say the first one we do is we we identify the fruit so what are the external words actions um attitudes that are not good and then trace them back to what the root belief is so fruit capture the fruit write it down confess it Trace it back to the root. That involves prayer. That involves accountability. Yep. It causes mental work. Yep. Um, and then uh, apply scripture to it. Mm-hmm. Real truth, not just not just our own words, but the actual words of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then articulating the truth so that we can see mm-hmm. the the good fruit, the Jesus fruit being yep. Yep. Um, on the outside. So today we're going to tackle something that I. That is near and dear to my heart, actually, unfortunately. <laughs> All of us. <clears throat> the lie, food can make me happy. Or another way I see it, but food makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, the line on to it. Yeah. What are some ways, do you experience this? What, how, how do you know that, how does this um, manifest itself in your life? So I, w- I have a bunch of things that I thought about when you sent me these questions. So one is money spent on eating out. 
if you, if I look at our family budget on sure. what we spend eating out, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. And so that is a fr- a f- external fruit, fruit that I can s- physically yeah. see the amount we spent kitchens, kitchen gadgets, um, weight gain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be something that you know I'm turning to food to fulfill me in a way that it's not meant to fulfill me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's meant to fuel this body but not meant to it's not we use it for social yeah activity you know uh my family when we get together we eat yeah amen that's our also. family too yeah. i do i do think that it is not healthy to go all the way so that you only eat food as fuel and never enjoy mm-hmm. it or never mm-hmm. celebrate with it because we look at Jesus's life and he did that, right? He ate with the sinners. They weren't just, okay, everyone, just kale. You know, like <laughs> they were like, you know, they had party. He went to yep. weddings. Yeah. So there is a proper place for food to be enjoyable. But you're talking about the excesses oh, absolutely. of love. Of, like it's obviously too far or more than you yeah. should or something. Right. right. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad to have a nice kitchen or right. the gadgets you need you know to prepare a nice meal but i mean we go to excess Mm. in america i mean Mm. you just go to any restaurant and the portions they give are way beyond i mean it's your day plus in calories right yeah right yeah yeah it 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 definitely needs it's that context right Mm. like if you've planned your day around this meal that's different than Mm -hmm. If this is the third big meal you've had today, yeah. you know. Uh, the other thing I kind of looked at is I've often had, I have a feeling, I think I should go eat. You know, mm-hmm. like n- instead of like tracing back what that feeling is, you know, are you stressed? Are you sad? Bored. Are you happy? Are you bored? Are you, sometimes yeah. you're just like, I feel like I should do I something. definitely eat when I'm stressed and I definitely eat when I'm bored. Like kind of when you have a really... I don't know. I have a busy life. I'm busy a lot working and stuff. And so I don't really have good hobbies. You know, I don't have good healthy ways to spend if I happen to have a free time because yeah. it's just not very consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what joins is eating, yeah. right? Like, or baking something and eating, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so eating when you're bored is probably a, um, a fruit yes. that mm-hmm. we believe that food will make me happy. Yeah. yeah. You can get into a habit. Mm-hmm. Also, like if you always have a snack before bed or yeah. if you sit to watch your TV show, whatever mm-hmm. that is, and you always have a snack during that time. And a lot of times, like you're not hungry mm-hmm. and you're having that snack anyway because you have because developed it's TV time. It And it's not habit. like that, that good social celebration kind of eating either. No, it's just like mindless, a mindless and... Um, I really think fulfilling some sort of stress relief or mm-hmm. like, like you said, mm-hmm. a habit, mm-hmm. just not a, it's not an appropriate mm-hmm. reason to mm-hmm. eat, you know, in that in that mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. I think another fruit of this belief is when you start a diet, you know, you get in the right mindset and you buckle down, you're like, okay, we really got to do this. To have that general depression about, well, what's the point of my life now? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely feel that. Like, and I know one time, <laughs> Eric and I were dieting together. Eric's really good at dieting. He just would drop. It's a man. Man, man it can is. like they have more muscle mass, so they. I don't know. They... I think they're just weird. <laughs> <laughs> They are. Yeah, (laughs) that's also true. (laughs) But, you know, like, he could just kind of, like, set his mind to it and drop 10 pounds very easily. But, um, like, I I had at one point said, okay, I really got to get these treats out of the house. You know, we had too much ice cream and cookies and stuff. And he just was kind of, like, melancholy. Like, there's nothing to look forward to, you know. And then I, like, and he's just like, well, I just, you know, what am I, you know, he, he wouldn't do that anymore. He's kind of broke that habit. But... Um, you know, like I went and found him some sugar-free popsicles to like tie him over. But like, I definitely, it's really unfair for me to throw Eric under the bus. I do the same thing. You know, it's just like, uh, but if, now that I'm dying, I guess I can't enjoy this. Yeah, I, I guess I can't make, enjoy that. Yeah. I have to make the joke. Well, you can't say diet without D-I-E. Dying. <laughs> dying. <laughs> the worst. Uh, yeah. I had another fruit. Uh, it's a little bit different direction, but there's, I've seen individuals that are obsessed 
with food. Like they really enjoy good food. Mm-hmm. They like to prepare really good food, but are very obsessed. And then that's all that they talk about. And that's all that they do. And they just brag about, I'm so good at making this. I'm so good at making this. I'm so good. You should have this, you know, and that's all that they talk about. And it's very obvious. Like, man, big girl, this is the only thing that you love. Mm, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean, I think that it could be it like a, Cooking and enjoying food can be potentially okay as a hobby, but it seems like a dangerous one, doesn't it? Like, you can for, really... For people that struggle with their weight, yes. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, like, I've got a friend, and she will make stuff and gives it away. Yeah. You know? And I, and right now, I'm like, please don't give it to <laughs> Please <me."> stop. <laughs> I love you, and I love your food, but please, I... Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, some people, it's probably their love language yeah. to, That's true. to feed people. Yeah. I think feeding other people is different than making it and eating it yourself all the time. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. that's a key difference. Yeah, this particular person I'm thinking of, it, she would just, it was all she did, all mm-hmm. she talked about. It was her whole life. And like, it was just very obvious, this is why, this is the why you are the way you are because it's, of your obsession yeah. with this. And, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram is all and so a lot of times we will have something that we do in excess and mm. it becomes a sin. Yes. Right. Right. If, but if we do it for it to stay healthy, mm-hmm. if it's healthy, then it's, you know, not moving into that sinful yeah. place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's. Yeah. Like you can have a snack leaning, when you watch TV and that not be a sin. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know. But it's like leaning on Jesus mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to help us know when yeah. we're, you know, something's not right about this relationship yes. that I have with food. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, help me know how to balance it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think healthy. let's talk about some ways to kind of um, test how, how you would know um, if, you, if you are not eating um, in a healthy way or like in a like a spiritually healthy way, okay? Like, let's just even take the physical aspect out of it. And I think one of them is, can you fast? Can you let go of this for a period of time? Mm-hmm. Like a planned period of time. And then if if taking it away really robs you of joy, then you've got a problem, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's got to be, you've got to be open-handed about this with God. Mm-hmm. What, any other tests? How would you know if you're, if you are in the place of it being unhealthy? Like, how do you know if it's too much? Are you hiding that oh, you're eating that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, do you? And then, do you have a feeling of guilt or I shouldn't eat this? Yeah. Yeah. Those those things are definitely you're in a bad place. I've yeah. been also surprised through this process of this podcast of the voice of the Holy Spirit in telling me no. Yeah. And it's quiet, mm-hmm. quieter it mm-hmm. than I would want it to be, mm-hmm. you know, yes. yeah. and, and, and irritating a little bit. Yes. I think that's how you know it's the Holy Spirit is that it annoys you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, are you sure? I don't think I heard you. Okay. I'm going to eat it, it sounds, anyway. It sounds just like your mom when she tells you to stop watching TV and go clean your room. <laughs> it's like, that's what it feels like or whatever, whatever thing. Well, you the remember. first time your mom asked, then, you know, the third time your mom asked, you know, she says it loud and clear and you know, yeah, that's true. It's that first time. It's that that's first an time. annoying time. It's annoying. Yeah. So that's been interesting to me. And so when you, and thinking about all the times I suppress his speaking to me is horrifying. Yeah. And so then trying to open myself up to be like, okay, you know, and having to remind myself constantly, Okay, yeah. make sure you're listening. Make sure you're listening. Yeah. Make sure you're listening. Yeah. Because it's a gift. Yes. If we will listen to it, yes. because then we won't have those feelings of yes. guilt. And we right. won't be hiding something. Yes. It is a gift if we will listen. Yes. The hour of time after you have listened to the Holy Spirit is just not even worth comparing. Yeah to the hour of guilt or evening of guilt you yeah. feel after you yeah. the ignored next day it. And the next day on the scale. scale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know. It's so true. It's like, it's like you're basically giving up a few minutes of discomfort when you stop. It's for, not even discomfort because you're not uncomfortable. You're no longer hungry. Right. Uh, it's a submission. It's a yes. spirit submission yes. thing. So it's you're like giving up on your pride. It's a, hum- a humbling thing to do. Yeah. But once you do it, then 
oh, there's so much freedom. You're mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I was enslaved by that. Yeah. I let it go. Yeah. And the times that I have listened at like dinner, for example, and then, you know, 8.30 rolls around and I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. I could have that ice cream without guilt. You know, right. I could have this. And, right. Which yeah. is, that's more fun than stuffing that in. Yeah. I agree. Um, so let's trace this back into a more internal place. What are we believing when we are reaching to food in excess, especially in these in this category of eating when we're bored, eating when we're stressed, eating when we're sad? Yeah. What are we believing? So I would say we're believing that that food is going to satisfy yeah. whatever that discomfort is that need yeah mm-hmm. um and i you know i just said food satisfies yeah yeah, um, yeah. There, i mean there's also selfishness hmm. like you know i tend to be selfish i want what i want mm. right and um I, you know sometimes i deserve that good food yeah. mm-hmm. and you know that's a lie yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think there's a i think there's even a pridefulness that I experienced where it's like, I don't want to admit that my first inclination to eat was wrong. You know, just on a mm-hmm. spiritual sure. mental level. Like, mm-hmm. I just like, well, I want, like you, you said, I want what I want. I was like, oh, I don't feel it. I'm like, actually, I do feel that way. I do feel that way. <laughs> I'm like, and it's like, it's not so much that I want the food as I want to be right about wanting yeah. the food, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's like, I feel empty somewhere. And so if I put more in, I won't feel empty anymore. Yeah. And then that's what's triggering these feelings of stress or sadness is that something about me feels empty. And so I'm just going to yeah suppress and, that by giving this other physical feel. And it is true that food does provide a temporary amount of stress relief. And... So that's why it's addictive because it kind of works a little bit at the moment. You do feel a little better Mm -hmm. when you're eating. Mm -hmm. But the problem is you are maybe winning the battle but losing the war. Probably not the right use of that, militarily speaking, (laughs) as I have an expert right in front of you. But the idea being you are adding to your stress in the long run because you're going to feel worse in an hour. Your weight gain is going to make you feel worse over the course of the weeks and months. Mm -hmm. So... It's like a uh, Pennywise pound foolish or, yeah. you know, something like that. It, it's it, right. Instant gratification, you know, it just isn't isn't going to help you. Yeah. yeah. And so you need to kind of do the hard work to recognize, I know I want that, but what I need is, and mm-hmm. here's the healthy ways mm-hmm. for me to handle my mm-hmm. stress, my sadness, or my boredom. And a lot of times it's just slowing down. Mm-hmm. If we will slow ourselves down because we're... We're so fast to move in this world right now. And so we're just reaching for that thing that's right there that will satisfy that emptiness or that pride or mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. selfishness. And if we'll just slow down and just, okay, like you said, how are we, how am I, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Diagnose and it, yeah. Is it really food hunger or is it something else that mm-hmm. I can turn to something else to fulfill whether it be reading or praying or right you know something that's you know last week we talked about how jesus dealt with his stress by going off by himself and praying Mm -hmm. and it's hard for us to admit that that really is something that would work but who created us who made us you know like he knows he knows what we need yeah he does yeah and also thinking about if I'm turning to food when I'm having this feeling instead of dealing with, well, I should probably go reconcile this relationship that's making me feel broken or Mm -hmm. sad, or I should maybe actually deal with this stress. Okay, I'm stressed about the house being messy. Maybe I I should do that. Yeah, maybe we're eating because we're procrastinating. Uh I definitely do that. So just say, why don't I just take care of the thing that's stressing me out? Yeah, yeah. Um, and those are hard things to do, but did Jesus do it all? Did we get it all? Does he give us the power to do those things? Yes, because that is the gospel, Becky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're asking those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're being difficult like Jesus and asking questions yes, to bring us all. Socratic method. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we believe, I think we're, one more belief is that we believe that, what do we believe about happiness, right? Mm. 
that happiness can come from our food. Where does happiness really come from? And before you just say Jesus. Okay, I'm, so, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. So I'm tipping my tongue. The truth is we haven't been promised happiness mm. in Jesus. We've been promised joy, joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also been promised trouble, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. hardship. Yeah. So what do you do with that? trust yeah i would say trust yeah jesus Jesus. i mean you you go you go to him in prayer he said he would give us troubles but we are we are blessed because of them because they're going to make us more like him that is the goal to enjoy him in this life right not enjoy my pizza rolls it's to enjoy jesus and to enjoy who he is and what he's given me and that he's blessed us by making pizza rolls yeah and then using those appropriately yeah and I would say to people that might be struggling with something is give them a chance yes I mean really lean in and I've been through some things where I was struggling Mm. hard like it was really hard and I just leaned in and he came yeah you know he was there with me in really subtle ways and in really um amazing ways Mm. maybe Mm. after the fact like Mm. he brings you through it Mm -hmm. and you're surviving but then you know a year two three years down the road you're like thriving yeah and you're like i cannot believe that that you brought me through that Mm -hmm. and here's where i am it's amazing right you know and i could no nothing in this world could have done that for me only he could yes that's yeah. so that's so cool. I was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to say when I started this, I doubted. I doubted whether it was going to be worth it in a way. Like I knew the Sunday school answer about whether it was or not, mm-hmm. but it just was hard to believe how is this going to how is this going to work? And I and so I honestly sort of viewed it as a trial period. Is like, I'm going to let you have the reins for a little bit, you know, and yeah. see how it goes. And he so surprised me with mm. the joy and freedom be- that came in. And in now looking back over the year of the pandemic, which in gen- I have a very charmed life, easy life. Pandemic was probably the hardest year of my life. I mean, it really was. I was pregnant and it was very concerning and everything and to go in through that and just have a greater joy of the lord and a greater intimacy you know mm-hmm. to, to be like just so close to jesus mm-hmm. makes me fear the future so much less because i'm like whatever happens like i'm gonna get closer to jesus right. you know yes. and i believe him when he says that you know those uh, who mourn will be comforted. And if I have to go through some very hard trial, um, when I go through the very hard trials in the future, his closeness will sustain me and it will make all of the things on earth not worth comparing with the, with oh, the future. I mean, yeah. Like the intimacy I have with Jesus yeah. will be enough. And so bring it on, you know, like yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it takes. I know what I have. Yeah. And so um, if if you find yourself sinking in despair, just give Jesus a chance. Just mm-hmm. say, "All right, I'll yep. I'll try it." Yep, and see what He does. Yep, and it's it's a peace beyond understanding. Yep, and it it doesn't make the pain any less, but it will bring you bring you out stronger. Yeah, on the other side mm-hmm. of that pain, it it's hard to see it when you're going through the pain. All I can say is it's true. Yeah, yeah. I just keep going back to God's presence and his power. He is closer than you think, and he is more able than you think, more control things than you think. Mm -hmm. And he's right there next to you, cupping your face in his hands, saying, I'm right here, I'm right here, Mm -hmm. and I'm in control of everything. If you acknowledge his presence and his power, you lean upon that, that's mm-hmm. when that's when change happens. That's when breakthrough happens. Yeah. That's what trusting Jesus is. Yeah. 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 Let's move to scripture. I think okay. that's good. Yeah, definitely. What scripture would you apply to these these root beliefs? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment." 
And when we think about that and put that into perspective that Jesus or that food is only going to make me happy. Okay, back up. Love your God first, you know, mm-hmm. and, that, and Jesus says first that, commandment. Yeah. yeah, no other gods. Love, love your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Not love your tummy and what mm-hmm. your tummy wants. Mm-hmm. Not it's God. Put God first. Yeah, yeah that's a, such a good point. We don't. You cannot start with, well, I, you know, like if you're you're tempted to eat, you cannot start with, well, loving Jesus is better than this food. I suppose it is, but that's not going to help you in the moment of temptation. You, you need to say, I don't care if it makes me feel better right away. I have to do this because it's right, yes. right? Like, because God wants me to, regardless if he eases the discomfort mm-hmm. or the um, the temptation in yeah. the moment, yeah. right? Like, it's, um, I said, I've been thinking about this. It's not that we can pray to have God remove a temptation. He doesn't do that. He doesn't remove the temptations. He gives you the tools and the armor to fight the temptations. So you can't just say, well, you know, remove the food from my house, you know, or remove my desire to eat at night. I mean, you can pray that, right? But the way he does it is by giving you the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of spirit. Like, you fight it, right? He gives you the tools to fight it. He gives you the power. The war's already won. All that's still true, but you will have to fight it, yeah. right? Because he's going to whisper to your ear, in yeah. your ear, and it's a whisper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. still small voice. Still small voice, but, and then you choose to obey or disobey. Yeah. And he gives you the power to, to obey. Yeah. But you still have to do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. still can be hard. Yeah. But if you, I think it's like practice, right? Yeah. If yeah. you hear it, you listen Next time you you hear and you don't listen, but mm-hmm. then you know yeah. over time I think you will start to one hear him more clearly, yeah. and then just be able to yeah. listen. Yeah, just yeah. be yeah. okay. Yes, yeah. I, I I hear you. I'm yeah. good. And increased obedience increases the volume of his voice because the pure in heart will see God. Right? Like if you have, if you ha- that's what the breastplate of righteousness is. Yeah. If you have had success, victory. Mm-hmm. over sin you will have more victory over sin yeah. right like it gives yeah. you that you prove it to yourself that you can say no that yeah. you can do the right thing yeah. and that you know when satan throws the accusation of you never do it right you're like no sometimes i do yeah so you know yeah. like it bounces off mm-hmm. yeah yeah um one of the scriptures i thought of um was psalm 16 which is such a really really good um, Psalm all the way through. Oh, I'm tempted to read the whole thing. I will not. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it talks about how uh, God has given us our inheritance. And it is a wonderful inheritance. The things that God has promised us are good. The things that God has said, when we get it all, we get a good inheritance, like a really good gift. Mm-hmm. And, um, And then the last verse says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And the the emphasis, um, for my purposes right now, being on the pleasures. Mm -hmm. To be in the presence of God is a pleasure that does not end. It is a eternal pleasure, something, you know, and it's not, that's not an esoteric, theoretical, spiritual Sunday school answer, (laughs) pleasure, okay? Real pleasure, real happiness, Mm -hmm. real joy. It comes from being in God's presence and really relying upon him with that refuge. So that no matter what happens in our life, what other stresses, whatever's going on, we have our heart anchored to something that will be, that will provide us pleasure for all of eternity, Mm -hmm. you know? Nothing can take it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I did. So again, John six, you could where Jesus mm-hmm. uh, fed the five thousand. Yeah. He walks on water. The crowd, you know, follows him to Capernaum, and then he's talking. And you could read the whole book, and it's just good. <laughs> lots of good scripture. I'll, I'll just read six fifty one. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Mm. And I think just simply 
you know, he's just saying that I am the bread that will fill you for eternity. Trust in that bread. Yes. Right. You know, the rest of it is turns to waste. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I just, uh, that's no. yeah, what I, I mean, was thinking of. Yeah, but, but like thinking about that when I'm feeling, oh, I have feels. Let me go to the, the cupboard. Katie, you have feels. Go to Jesus. He's the bread <laughs> of life. He's going right. to fill you right. always. He's going to fill the emptiness that I feel because the emptiness is probably because I didn't fill it with him already today, right. you know? Yeah. And I found if I don't fill myself with Jesus, I feel more empty yes. throughout the day. Yes. Or if I let it go even longer, yes. it's like I I know what I need to do and I just I'm feeling just like a soul sad. hunger. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. bad, yeah. 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 You know how we eat when I do this anyway. <laughs> I keep saying, you know how you do this, but it's like really what I do. Um, when you're thirsty and because you haven't drink water, and then you eat food, yeah, you're like maybe a bowl of cereal because that has liquid in it. Like maybe just drink some water. You know, like what you really need is some water. In the same way, if your soul is hungry for Jesus, because it is, yes. right? Yeah. And then we're like, maybe I'll try to eat some food to help. Yeah. Nope, you're missing it. You yeah. need the soul yes. to be That's filled. Right. Yes. And you know you know this is true, because can you think of the times in your life when you are so happy, like on your wedding day, yeah. or um, you, you know, birth of a child, or like just a great day, like you you know, you see a beautiful sight in nature mm-hmm. or on a walk and you're just like, everything's at peace. Do you want to reach for a snack then? No. Not generally, mm-hmm. right? You're too That's happy right. to eat. That's right. And so when you fill yourself up on God, you can have that, oh, I don't need it. I got Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Jesus said in the desert, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the Father. Is that true mm. to us as well? You know, we don't need to eat. Jesus didn't eat for 40 days. Apparently. <laughs> Talk about intermittent fasting. Yeah, uh, intermittent fasting. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. That's it. Do, do not, not try at home. Don't recommend. Don't recommend. Yeah, do don't don't yeah. but, but definitely the, the principle is true that we, that we need Jesus more than we need our food. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like if I had to choose if I'm going to starve to death or not have Jesus, I'm going... You know, yeah, I have to pick Jesus absolutely. over food. He's more important. Absolutely. So he's more important in the silly snack time, too, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. How would you articulate? How would you sum it up in the truth? You're in the moment. Let's see. what You pick the most tempta- uh, tempting time for you. For me, it's um, at night. Yeah. We've been sitting on the couch for a little bit. Yeah. And I like to partake in what I call night cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I always have, almost always have the makings of a beautiful charcuterie board in my kitchen, in my refrigerator at all times. Um, I've been trying not to do that lately. I've been getting like individually wrapped and stuff. I just love cheese so much. Like cheese and crackers, cheese and apples. Mm. Like I love that. And so I really want that. It feels good in my mouth. Tastes good, right? And it's a great stress reducer. It's what I think in the moment. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in that moment of temptation, what truth do I need to say to myself? And I will say, I'm not hungry. My stomach's not hungry. My soul is hungry. Mm. I need Jesus. So how would you how would you speak truth to yourself? Maybe you don't want night cheese, but I don't know. (laughs) So for me, with my own words, Jesus gives me what I need. Oh, yeah. I don't need anything Mm -hmm. of this world. I want it, you know, but I don't need it. Jesus is what I need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's another one. He feels the hungry with good things, you know, the good things that they need. I think I would go back to my verse of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you know. So that's all of me. And your body. All of my body. Mm -hmm. So love God first. Listen, love God first. Mm-hmm. Because for Katie, it's often a sin to go to the refrigerator. And, and I need to recognize that mm-hmm. that is a sin. So love God first. Don't don't put that idol of whatever it is right. before him. And he will answer that call. 
yeah. and he will answer those and and provide us the satisfaction mm-hmm. that we truly are seeking yeah. yeah yeah i had a scripture for this too romans five seventeen. for if because of one man's trespass death reigned through that one man much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man jesus christ mm-hmm. so um you know, there are a lot of things in this life that is sin, but Jesus will give us righteousness if we mm. turn to yes, him. Mm-hmm. Trish, would you mind uh, closing this part in um, prayer? Absolutely, would love to. Father, we just lift you up and thank you for loving us and for being there. Mm-hmm. Lord, just help us as we contemplate food. Mm-hmm and to put it in its right place, in the place that you would have it. And it is way down the line. First is you, and then other things that uh, that you give us, like prayer and, and Bible study and friendship, relationship. Lord, and then food is down on the list. And Lord, just help us to have a right relationship with food, to, to enjoy it, Lord, but to, to not lean on it the way we need to lean on you Mm -hmm. lord just keep uh, the listeners um, and those of us here in this room safe and healthy and just be with us as we um, as we have this life in this body that you've given us in jesus name i pray amen So last week we proposed a challenge about um, using the concept of intermittent fasting but on our phone use, that we would decide ahead of time what uh, parts of our day we were going to look at our phone. And I'm not talking necessarily about answering phone calls or texts or business or whatever, but like the time-wasting use of your phone. How did you do in that back this week? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not relevant. (laughs) Yeah, to, to decide in advance and then, like, in a follow-through on that. And um, I did not do great on that at all. I was very busy this week. And so probably did okay. But the but is when I did get on, I binged. Yeah. I definitely... You did You did the um, the starve and binge. I did the starve and binge. <laughs> method and, of and that was not, not a healthy thing. Right. So I did not do great because I think I... I didn't notice the sacrifice of putting it away. And so then when I, as soon as I got the opportunity of not being busy, I just right. did it all. You know, it's so, this podcast in general is so convicting because I thought so often I'm doing this because I f- feel like I deserve a break. And like we had talked about last week. <laughs> and so especially like in the morning um, when I like first wake up, I'm always so tired in the morning. She I is. just, I cannot, my eyes like physically cannot. When we shared I a room, to... I, back in the day, like high school, I would scream at her, Becca, get up! Because your alarm's going off. My alarm goes off. way through. Way I through. like, and that's, wow. and I really, like, here I am, 35 years old, still can I get up in the morning? And my, um, so anyway, and right now, um, my baby's getting up in the middle of the night, not helping. That's an excuse, not a, you know, not a, it's a reason, not an excuse or something like that. Yeah. But, um, so in the morning, I really delay getting out of bed by looking at my phone and that can easily take way more time than I want it to. You know, it's not just a five minute thing. Um, I like, I'm like, I like really dig deep too. I'm like, let me read all this email I have. And it's like it's really. time to clean out my inbox. I feel like it's so stupid. Not good kind of clean out my inbox. You're like, oh, old Navy. Let me go through all the old Navy emails I've gotten. What is this on week. sale today? Start doing some online shopping. By the way, next week's challenge probably will be about online shopping. Okay, anyway, God, I just got this got out for me. You need to stop doing cur- Target per curbside. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you had two kids in the car? Okay, so we are really struggling. So yeah. they, I really think I want to do another week of this. I hope that. Um, yeah, let's do it. I think it'll be good. Okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. You're in. Trish is in. Trish, in. do you do Oof. you have do you struggle with um, being self disciplined about your phone use? Yes, I do struggle with it. 
and for no good reason. Yeah. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. It's bad. Well, you know, it's designed but to waste your time, you know? It is, and it does. Yeah. Do you play Farmville? No, I don't play That's Farmville. Good. I, would, I would have judged you. No. Gone down the list on cool. But I used to, like years ago, I was one of those oh, Farmville people. <laughs> That's okay. It was a long time. Yeah. All right. uh, the, You're more like Jesus now. He doesn't like either. I think, though, that this really applies to even the weight loss stuff to me because, um, I, I said this last week, but the... Uh, the mindset I get into when I'm mindlessly scrolling mm-hmm. is one is the same mindset of mindlessly eating. It's just like I get lethargic, my brain turns down, uh, you know, shuts down. I stop thinking about what I should be doing and just mm-hmm. like abdicate. You know, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's in a lot of times I will have like some sort of battle going about like what I should be doing or not be doing. And instead of fighting that battle and making the decision, I just tap out and look at my phone (laughs) on the couch. And um, so, so I really am um, convicted that it is a really, you know, something you can handle to handle on, especially in the morning when I'm so tired anyway. And I would just encourage you, because you have young children right now that are getting older, and as they as they get older and watch you on your phones, yeah. I don't have kids, so I, but I, yeah, know you see enough it. You see to it. Yeah. see, yeah. yes, like people not engaged with their kids at the table, yes. and on their phones, and it's just gonna get harder for them yeah. to watch you yeah. do that and not want. I heard once um, about. Like they videotaped kids playing and their moms on their phone, on the, and how many times the kid looked up to see if their mom mm-hmm. was looking at them. And yeah. um, the other thing, just practically speaking, is that if you're sitting on the couch engrossed in whatever dumb thing you're looking at your phone, because it's probably dumb, honestly. Probably. <laughs> uh, if they are doing something they shouldn't, or mm-hmm. they're, you know. Whatever it's like a lot. It takes like ten times the effort yeah. to put your phone down, get up, and deal with it. Then if you've been already up, like filling the dishwasher or even reading a book or reading your Bible, is easy. It's easier to put that down and deal with it. Like to like pull yourself out of whatever you're looking at and the like, phone pit and deal yeah. with what's yeah. going on yeah. is just like such a hard transition. Yeah. So we could do such a long podcast on the phone use and how it's impacting yes. parenting yep. and social interactions. You know, like if you go on a date with your husband, like it's your phone on the table, yeah. you know, or or out with a girlfriend. And, and then like even uh, think about how much we let it influence our body image in that we, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you yeah. use yourself, but like social media ha- really has, it's built to have you compare yourself in your life with other people. Mm-hmm. And that's just like. Yeah. That is a road to hell, honestly. Yeah. That is just not a good thing to do. So, yeah. so this week, we're going to do it. We're uh, You're actually going on vacation on Tuesday. Yeah, so it will be a little... But, you know, I won't be on the next podcast, so then I will report back. Yes. But also, yeah, so we'll check in with you on your vacation. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really good for you on your vacation to really just be bored yes. with your kids and your husband. Yeah, to actually... Yeah. And to actually, like, if I have moments, to have them structured in that I'm reading a, something I've chosen in advance to read, right, not right. just, like... Schedule it out yes, or something. Yes. Yeah. But to me, I think that I, I want to go on the record that it really is um, in, the morning, in the morning and when my children are awake, you know. Yeah. That's when we really want to cut out. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, for me, it's going to be uh, no social media, no phone. Uh, when my kids are awake, so yeah. If you see a Facebook update from me between seven a.m. and seven p.m., <laughs> I have not done well. You get a nap time, don't you? Like oh a, yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. So okay, one o'clock p.m. might be a, might okay. get something there. But <laughs> my, my, but one, even then, we've talked before. That's your Bible time too. Oh so yeah, that's yeah. my Bible time. So yeah, so seven a.m. seven p.m. We'll put the phone away. <laughs> wow. Twelve hours. <laughs> It'll go by fast. I have lots of laundry to do. <laughs> For me, it should be when my husband's home. I yeah. should just leave the phone in yeah. the bedroom. Yeah. 
leave it alone. Who's going to call you? Yeah. Right. Nobody exactly. calls you anyway. No. It's never no. important. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. I can call all the time. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that is, see, this is one of the ways that you, you, this is why you need to work on the actual self-discipline part, you know, because I do use my phone for work, you know, like I mm-hmm. deal with uh, text and calls, right? Yeah. For work. So I need to, I can't just abdicate, well, I can't do anything about it, right? I have to have it out, so might as well waste my time, right? No, I need to build that self-discipline and say, this is okay, this is not. I'm going to fight the battle. I'm going to do it. The phone call is done. Right, I put the phone down, yeah. I updated the business Facebook. Right. It's done. I don't need to look at my personals. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and Facebook is so sneaky. They give you, I feel like they give you false notifications. They have been doing that lately. Yeah. They've been, they give you a notification that one of your friends commented on a different friend's status. That's not a notification to me. Like, <laughs> right. and it, they, and you are so programmed to see that red number and think, yeah. oh, I got to deal with it. You know, like I'm a kind of, a ta- I think it kind of builds in my task oriented. Like I want to clear out mm-hmm. my schedule yeah. and I'm like, what, what? It's still there. There's another one. It tricked me into adding a friend. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was tricky. Yeah. yeah. So you know you can on the bottom. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. just press clear and mm-hmm. all those notifications yeah. Yeah. go away. And you know what I also do is I limit my Facebook time to fifteen minutes a day, and I it's under a password only my husband knows. Same. I have uh, recently since the podcast started opened up my Instagram at all times so that I could update the Instagram. And it's a little bit of a foothold to me. Yeah. So I got to figure out how I can do what I need to do, mm-hmm. but not let it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. suck you in. Yeah. But, you know, I also would like to say that, if, like we said before, that victory over sin leads to more victory. That when you do it, he, when you fill yourself with Christ, he does lessen that hunger. Yeah. You know, when you've experienced true joy, you're like, I don't. I don't really want to waste time right. there. It doesn't feel good. You right. know, I know what feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Jesus. Um, I really have experienced that before. Yeah. So Same. I know that he can do it. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trusting him about it. All right. <laughs> Katie's keeping us on schedule. It's good. We need it. Yeah. We, get going. we could talk about this forever. And... We really could. Um, thank you so much, Trish, for being yeah, on our thank podcast. You, Trish. Yeah. We'll have you it. on back again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maybe you can tell us a military secret that's been expired. <laughs> <laughs> that you're able to tell without them. I think. Would they kill you if you told? They, they, they could throw me in jail. Wow. Yeah. For <laughs> espionage. Espionage. Yeah, giving away state secrets. That's so cool. (laughs) It's not that cool. I think that... It sounds cooler than it is. Okay, that's fair. I think that we should come up with a little, like, prize for people that are on the podcast. Yes, I think so, too. I, um, so, like... Just spending time with you ladies. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And then we will get... That's why we have to give her the prize, because she says... We also, uh, I think, to be honest... I asked Trish, and then uh, we have a guest this next week, and I asked him just so I could hang out with them. Yeah, I definitely would do that, too. <laughs> That's good. I love it. That's great. Thanks so much for being on. And um, uh, we do <laughs> encourage people, in their allotted phone time, when they're not being in excess, to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to see the extra notes and um, like links to the books we reference yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't really put a ton of stuff on there, but um, that's this life. We live on the body in both. But in the meantime, um, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of your faith. You are beautiful, darling. There is no flaw in you.